Welcome to Tech on Deck podcast brought to you by Fidelity Investments. I'm your host, Maureen Olajars, Domain Leader, Software Engineering, and Adam Ely, Chief Information Security Officer. Each episode takes listeners inside the walls of a fintech industry. Anything from cybersecurity, artificial intelligence, cloud and crypto, to the intersection of product and technology. Tech on Deck breaks down the topics top of mind for technologists today. Plus, we'll give you insight into the exciting and challenging careers in fintech. Thank you so much for tuning into this episode of Tech on Deck. I'm Maureen Olajars, Head of Software Engineering at Fidelity. And I'm Adam Ely, Chief Information Security Officer at Fidelity. Today, we're here with Roger Stiles, Head of Technology and Global Services. Roger, let's let's start with just the elevator pitch uh, for your role. What do you do here at Fidelity? Yeah, thanks, Adam and Maureen. Uh, <laughs> thank fine. you both. It's great to be here. Um, yeah, that's a great question, Adam. Um, so as, as the title of Head of Technology, um, you know, my role is actually to help lead the enterprise technology organization across Fidelity. Um, you know, basically we're accountable for technical strategy, uh, focused on modernizing our technology and, and, and moving our, our technology to the cloud. Uh, we've got enterprise infrastructure. We've got uh, our cybersecurity function, Adam, which you're very well aware of. Uh, we have corporate business functions, you know, everything that deals with, you know, our, our, our running our business at Fidelity. Um, all of these are big parts of what we do. Um, but I also work with the business units and the technology leads for those business units. So we have CIOs and all these other lines of business for Fidelity. Uh, I used to be one of those uh, in, a, in a previous life at Fidelity. And so we run a CIO council that we uh, keep everybody together and aligned. And we use the phrase one unified team in technology. And I think that's our big that's our big goal here is to keep us together because we're a large organization. We're a very diverse business and technology is just really the backbone of how we get things done here. That's great. So, Roger, maybe I'll just go back to when you started this role, you've been at Fidelity for you know a number of years, which we'll get to later. Um, but you began this role about four years ago. What were your top priorities that you saw in the evolution of technology? Yeah, I mean, it's, you know, coming into the role, the one thing that was pretty clear to me at the time uh, was we needed to modernize. Uh, you know, the, the world was moving you know, rapidly ahead uh, in the sense of expectations of customer experience. And here we were with uh, a lot of technologies that, you know, that were a little bit aged and um, cloud computing was clearly one of our major um, initiatives that we really wanted to get real traction on. Um, and, and then setting some standards like a data strategy, uh, you know, putting together appropriate strategy for our APIs, how to manage interfaces between our systems, both internally and externally outside the firm. Um, and then I think the mainframe strategy itself was another thing we needed to look at. We had some large record keeping platforms that we needed to understand. Over time, we needed to actually replace them. And then I think the final piece was recognizing that automation also played a big, plays a big part in where we're going. Obviously, things have even accelerated in that space, and I'm sure we'll talk more about it. But those were kind of the key tenants that I saw when we first started. And, you know, the one thing that I felt was most important was getting the business lines together, all the technology teams and the, the relative business lines together. And I challenged the team with what we called, uh, you know, this one unified team approach. And we put together uh, a little bit of a, of a manifesto of like, this is what we want to do. And this is what we want to achieve over the next several years. 
and it outlined all those items that I just talked about. I mean, that's a that's a lot of stuff. And I've looked back at the the roadmaps. And I've looked back at what the team has accomplished in that four years. And I mean, it's everything from work on mainframes and platforming to cloud to new APIs to launching crypto options. I mean, there's everything under the sun. But if you look at that four years and you, and you just break that down, is there one or two things that really stands out that you're most proud that the team has accomplished? Yeah, I mean, I'd say the cloud journey is probably the biggest one because it was it was a learning journey. We needed to upskill our team. And for me, that was probably the biggest you know the, the the thing that I'm most proud of, quite honestly, is is that we were able to, you know, make that journey. And it's it's been interesting because it's not just one cloud provider. You know, it's we we've gone with a multi-cloud strategy. So AWS is one of those players, obviously. Uh, Microsoft Azure is another one. So uh, this this has been something where we've asked the teams to lean in. We're going to give them time to learn and grow. Uh, but it was important for us to do this transformation, and cloud computing is probably the 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 real the real indicator of our real transformation. And so, Roger, if I build on that, right, these last four years, how do you think about the next? You know, the pace of change doesn't slow down. So, how would you think about? Well, you know, what are you thinking about for the next three to five years? Yeah, it's a great question, and you know, we've 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 survived the pandemic, which I think was you know wasn't part of the plan here when we went into this journey this was pre-pandemic and here we are on the other side of it now we've learned a lot i think we've learned um you know that that we can be more flexible in how associates work so i think that's one thing that we've really i think pivoted on and and taken to our advantage quite honestly but i think looking forward to your point maureen to me it's how do we start to to leverage the the fact that we're now on cloud and how can we build applications you know in a more rapid fashion but really looking at the digital outcome that the business needs to make. Uh, Fidelity's been around for so many years. We've been a you know hugely successful company in financial services, and I tell people that you know we we were a big uh, you know we're a big thriving company even before the internet days, if you can imagine. This a long time ago, but um, so we have a lot of legacy still in our business processes and. We really want to digitize that. We want to transform and change that. So I think the digital transformation for the business now and meeting the, the demands and expectations of our customers is really the next step of where we're going to go. There's a lot of dimensions on how we'll do it. I mentioned automation earlier. I think there's opportunity with that as we're learning about these large language models. And you know, as things start to become more prevalent with this generative AI, I think there is a chance we can do some things there, but we'll see. So I want to I want to pull in your last point there, AI. The last thing you and I discussed yesterday was AI. The first thing we discussed this morning <laughs> was AI. Yeah, how about so, that? So I want to pull on that because yeah. uh, that's yeah. really interesting. You know, I'm 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 sort of excited uh, for where this tech is and, and where it's going. But how do you think it may evolve and be used in the way that we work? Yeah. It's a great question, Adam, and I think you know it's. It's still to be determined, but I think we can start to get some inklings of like what's going to happen. Uh, the reality is, everyone I've talked to, and, and this is people outside of Fidelity, is the reality of AI is it's you can't assume it's just going to replace humans uh, immediately. That's just not going to happen. But what it can do is, we believe it can actually assist humans, and and so we look at what we do in technology. Uh, you know, we build, deploy, we test, we, you know, we, we have all these uh, different uh, activities that we perform uh, to deliver capabilities for our business. 
Uh, I do believe, you know, the ability to automate that and assist uh, even even software development is going to come. So uh, the concept of uh, having like a co-pilot experience where we can uh, assist uh, developers in writing code, developing test scenarios, running you know, running those. I think that's going to be there. Automating. I mean, we're already looking at AI ops today for running our uh, production support and how to improve that process. So. I think that, that to your point, Adam, it's 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 kind of unlimited. We're going to continue to learn on this, so it's a journey. Uh, but I I'm, I'm with you. We talk about it all the time. Team technology has a place, and of course, our business partners have a place, and our customers have a place in this. So um, I think the journey is going to be extremely interesting. And you know, I tell our our young associates that come into the firm that these are the most interesting times now to be in technology. Let's pull on that thread, okay. Roger. So if we think about this and you know just this journey that you've been on, and as a career technologist and leader, you've spent 35 years at Fidelity, a lot of change, a lot of, and when I think about the firm and that commitment to not just being a financial services firm, but also a technology company, right. And how we build, grow, retain our associates. Um, could you share a little bit about what's important to you, what you've seen? Yeah, I mean, well, you know, 35 years went by very fast, and a lot of people probably <laughs> can't comprehend that. But it's uh, this company, uh, I'll, you know, a plug for the firm is look, it's, we're so diverse in the sense of what Fidelity does. Uh, I don't think you can find another company out there um, that mirrors what Fidelity does. Now, it may take two or three companies that you can put together that say, okay, you add these three companies together. Yes, these are all the you know capabilities and services that Fidelity provides. We're just a very unique firm in that regard. So, from a career point of view, you have you have an incredible breadth of opportunity in the sense to work in different groups. Whether these are groups in distribution, different types of distribution of our of obviously of all of our assets that we produce from an asset management team, the different types of you know products for investing that we we make and make available. It's just it's just to to me, I find it fascinating what we can do. I think for you know for anyone looking at Fidelity and wanting to come here and thinking about it is. Um, I looked at my career as anything where you can, you know, three to five years, you know, get into a space, learn something, and then continue to grow. And and that's how I looked at career development and career opportunity. Um, and I didn't intend to stay here 35 years. I thought five years would be the- I could say the same. Yeah, you know, I mean, exactly. Yeah. You've been here for a while as well. And, you know, and the reality is uh, we're, we're not alone, right, Maureen? Right. There's a lot of us that, that have been here 25, 30, 30 plus years. Um, and there's a reason, and it's because of, of the culture that we have in this company. Uh, and more than importantly than that, it's the people. And the people make this place uh, a place that's hard to leave. I'm, I'm still here. Yeah, and I'm, I'm honestly, I'm still really enjoying it. Excellent. That's great. Well, you know, it's such a great place. And we, we do so much. We have so much opportunity from, you know, building new platforms in the cloud to AI to everything else that's out there. But it's... We're all all companies are competing for the same the same talent the the same trying to bring in the same technologist out there. How do you think about making Fidelity kind of a top employer and a destination and getting those people here to see that good? No, it's it's a great question, and you know I think you know the the youth, if you will, you know going to college and, and getting their degrees and you know their technical degrees probably are looking at the tech companies to go to first. Those are probably the most attractive and. I think the hidden gem. I think Maureen, you said it earlier. We are, we actually are a technology company. A lot of people don't don't quite get that, but but we are. 
I think that's what we have to do, Adam. I think we've got to be a lot more um, transparent and sharing about uh, you know what we do here and the and the opportunities. I think the 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 combination though of of technology and finance is is fascinating, and I I do think um, this is where we're so unique in in a lot of different ways uh, with what we offer. I mean, for me, we we want to work with uh, universities. We we have a you know our talent acquisition teams. Uh, we we strive to uh, you know, get out there in the marketplace to to get our brand out there, um, and it's something that we just can't slow down on. I know we use different you know different methods and and um, avenues to to push that brand, but it's it's extremely important that we get that that word out that fidelity is not just finance; it's actually technology, and the technology drives uh, you know the financial capabilities that we have here. And you know, once we get those people in, or I guess first they see us as a great destination yeah. and then we get them in you know how do we how do we support them and make sure that we have this inclusive environment yeah. um so that they can grow with us no it's a great point and i think you know um diversity matters i think we've seen this and you know we've all we've all been around and worked uh, for some times I, I think we've we've got you know real evidence that shows that diverse teams are actually higher performing teams um and we've worked through this through the years at fidelity um, and so this is one thing we really strive for. Um, it's, it's just something I feel like that we want to continue to promote that diversity and create that environment where it's attractive to, to folks that want to come into this, into this company and they feel like they can, they can, you know, be seen and be, uh, be heard and be part of, be part of this fun opportunity that we have here. So we do work with, uh, you know, different programs, whether it be, you know, with the, um, uh, you know, with the women in technology, I think, you know, women in technology is something that uh, I personally um, am, am I, I just have a soft spot for because my mother was in technology back in the day. And that's kind of how how I, you know, if you go and ask me, I'll tell you the story. That's how I ended up getting into tech was through my mom. And so I, I really feel like this is one of the areas that we want to, you know, just keep creating that environment and attract women into fidelity. Um, but people of colors, that's something else that we want to continue to be attractive for. Uh, and we're working with other universities to try to continue to promote and and, um, and grow those uh, attractions as well. Um, I, I just can't say enough about the opportunity at this at this firm. And we've, as I said, we've shown uh, real uh, progress in the sense of these diverse teams and the outcomes that they produce. Can you? So I know I've heard the story. I think Marines yeah. heard the story, but yeah. I but I love the story. Can yeah. you tell us the story really quick about about your mom getting yeah. into tech? So well, it's it's going to age me, so uh, <laughs> it'll date me a little bit here. Um, so um, you know, this is long before we uh, you know we actually had uh, uh, you know keyboards and 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 monitors. Uh, this was back in the punch card days. If you guys can can. I'm sure people have read about that and seen these these brown punched cards. But my, my mother worked for a company uh, that that uh, back then it was called Data Entry, and and fundamentally you had to put all your accounting data and all your information was punched into these cards that then were fed into the computer. That it was data, but you had to punch the data. You actually had to get the data coded on these cards and, and fed in. Um, and you know, mother would come home. I remember during the holidays coming home with a with a holiday wreath uh, made of these 80, 80 column punch cards that we had on our front door. So it's kind of geeky today, you'd think about. But, <laughs> we but did I, too. Yeah, but yeah so you had it as well. Spray painted gold. Yeah, and, um, 
And but I remember going to to work with my mom one one Saturday. Uh, it was month end close, so they had to finish the books and get the you know get the, the accounting books closed for the month. And I got to hang out with the computer operator in in the computer room. So he put me to work, and he had me doing some things and things that you probably wouldn't see now, like decollating. People don't know what a decollator is, but this is we actually you know we produced all these reports, and these reports had. Uh, they actually had carbon copy in between. So you could get like three copies of a report which punching at once, but these were impact printers, not laser printers, but impact printers. So, and then you had to like separate the carbon from the paper. So anyway, I got to learn to do that. But I remember coming home and telling my mom, I said, you know, mom, I think, I think I want to be a computer programmer. That's what we called it back then. And I was in junior high at the time. And um, as soon as I went to high school and, and graduated high school, I went to college, I said, I'm getting a degree in computer science. I've never looked back. Now later, it turns out I, I helped my mother um, in her career. She um, she was trying to get a job outside of where she was and she really hadn't programmed much. And I just told her, I said, mom, put on your resume that you can code COBOL. And I said, we're gonna help you do that. So she went in and she actually was able to, to get a job. And I uh, uh, went, went home on weekends and helped her with her first few programs and taught her COBOL. So it was, uh, you know, that's a long time ago because it was COBOL. So that also dates me. But, um, you know, I can go on and on about it. But it's mom was a huge influence on, on me. And I just I, when I think of women in tech, I think of my mother. It's such a great story. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for sharing. Yeah. Um, I think, though, too, as we move forward, we were talking about the inclusive environment that we have. We have special interest groups yes, we do. as well, you know, that are self-formed within the um, whether it's, you know, pride, right, our service. Uh, so there's several of those, and I think those are other ways that you know Fidelity, and I know I know that you sponsor many of these or support them in different programs that we have to continue allowing people to have a sense of belonging. Yes, and it's you know it's one I, I think it's one of the um, you know one of the things that Fidelity has done an extremely good job of is is promoting these special interest groups and allowing uh, you know allowing communities to be formed within the company uh, to promote. Uh, you know, that the community aspect and, and you know, attraction together and, and bring people together, of, of, you know, of same interests. And certainly, you know, from a technology point of view, we do have a women in technology group, which which is one that we've we've been supporting for some time. And there's been other initiatives, I think, you know, within that um, there's there's one that we call uh, to get her, which is, uh, you know, a program for a community based learning, uh, which, you know, empowers women specifically on you know, upskilling for cloud yeah. uh, skills. And so to get her spells out together. So yes. it's kind of a, it's kind of a cool play on words, but um, that one's been great. And we've got another one that, that we think is is um, one that's been a little bit more of an attraction. And that's that's been our uh, Fidelity Made program. So this is where uh, we're really trying to bring people into the technology world that maybe don't have a technology background, but are very interested. And so what, what we've learned here at Fidelity is your knowledge at Fidelity is actually extremely valuable here. Um, and bringing business acumen into technology is a good thing. And so we've, we've reached out to um, embrace this and, and create a training program for individuals, mostly in, in uh, analyst skills to begin with, mm -hmm. but it's worked out really well. And I think that's been a nice way to start bringing other folks that wanna come into technology uh, that maybe didn't originally have that as part of their career, 
And that's why I love this company so much because we're just making it available for people to, to uh, you know, expand their career and learn. And uh, I just spoke to the Fidelity Made team just the other day. They just, uh, the most recent class just graduated. And I think next week they're gonna be all moving into their new roles. So they're all really, really excited. So Roger, if we build on, you know, there's so much that you just shared with the audience here. If we build on uh, diverse and inclusive environments, and we continue to want to increase our representation, whether women in technology or other programs, how do we, you know, sometimes you hear that there's a pipeline problem. Like, where do we get, you know, where do we find those folks when they're a little bit younger, maybe make it less scary for them um, to consider a career like that? Well, I think I think in, if, if you think of, you know, if you think of technology, you know, STEM ends up being, you know, um, you know, the science, you know, the technology, uh, the, the math. I mean, if you think of you think of that kind of you know engineering space, um, pushing and promoting that at much junior levels, I think is really important. I know we've we've uh, you know, we've looked at doing this and I think we, um, um, you know, we have programs that that are trying to bring in uh, Fidelity is sponsoring, uh, you know, more into the classroom, at, you know, even pre high school, I think is important. Uh, you know, Girls at Code, I think, is another one that, that we've we've promoted and, and pushed for, which I think is absolutely important. Um, we find that it's um, it's one of those things. If you start early, you know, it can stick. If you don't, if you start late, it, it may be too late. So that's one of the things we're still trying to promote. And it's never too late. <laughs> never too late. Never too late. I look, I, you know, I tell I tell all the associates and this is one thing that we've, you know, as part of this whole one unified team is we also really want to promote what we call this learning culture. And, and we, we give our associates, um, uh, most of our business groups give our associates um, about eight hours a week to look at upskilling and training um, to continue to grow their technology skills. Uh, and the, and the, you know, the expansion of these skills is worth the investment of the time uh, I know when we first rolled this out, you know, right. this morning we, yes. we did this in one of the other business units when we first uh, were going down this this uh, this pathway. There was a lot of skepticism on it, but we were able to actually show that the teams were even more productive. And certainly we got a lot more of what we call mobility, uh, which is our own eternal term of uh, associates moving uh, from different you know roles within the company and sometimes moving from different business units within yeah. the company. Um, and that that whole uh, investment and I think attention to upskilling and you know driving that learning culture is really starting to pay off. In, in addition to these these learning days, you've also kind of expanded that out with full day events and hackathons. You know, we have a whole cloud conference. Well, that's the whole that's the whole point, I, Adam. I think that's that's exactly right because it's it's not just classroom time or desktop time. It is actually is. You know, we want to be very open and expansive on how we how we do this. So yes, we've got the we've got a we've got a program that we call CloudX, which was really driving that whole cloud enablement and cloud journey for all of us on the learning side of it. We're now going to expand that to call it TechX, which we're going to you know expand beyond just cloud to look at you know, other parts of technology uh, to promote and drive external speakers. You know, having you know having exposure to different parts of technology across um, the firm and, and getting associates engaged in it and just reinforcing that we're here to help the, all of our associates grow and learn. And it's creating that pathway for them, right? Yeah. Helping them, you know, to define it themselves yeah. or work with us 
for a career progression. Yeah, and, and it's funny, I, I've said this in front of many associates and, and I'll say it you know, on the record here, um, we really want people to upskill themselves. We want them to, I want you to um, improve your resume. Yeah. I want you to be marketable. Right. Even so marketable that people outside, firms outside want to hire you. Now, what, what we want to do as, as a firm is we want to also be able to turn that around and say, we want Fidelity to be such a great place to work yeah. that even though you're being courted outside and maybe being yeah. asked to come join another firm, you don't want to go because you love this place so much. And that's, you know, that's honestly the contract that I'd like to have with with our uh, with our associates and what certainly from our technologists that we want to continue to drive for. So, Roger, as we talk about uh, Fidelity technology and we think about career progression, all that, can you tell us a little bit about where is Fidelity technology? So thanks, Maureen. That's a great question. Um, so, yes, uh, we're 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 a global company and we're many, many sites. But let me let me talk first about the U.S. So we're here in Boston, obviously. We're up in uh, New Hampshire. We're in Merrimack, New Hampshire, Smithfield, Rhode Island. We're in we're in New Jersey. We're in Jersey City, right across from the city. Um, we're in North Carolina. We're in our we're in Raleigh near Raleigh Durham Airport, um, and then we're in Westlake, Texas, which is uh, one of our other sites, uh, Salt Lake City, and then we have a we have some teams also in Covington, Kentucky. So that makes up our our U.S. Yeah. Um, sites, and then we you know we're a global company as well. So we have teams in Ireland. So we're in Dublin and Galway, and then we have teams in India, and uh, the team in India is in Bangalore and Chennai. So part of my job is to get to go and visit a lot of these associates in these sites and see them, uh, which is always, uh, I think, energizing and just it's it's fun to see the teams and see how everybody connects. But probably the other thing that's really fun is when I see associates that have moved from one site to another. And that, that makes it that really helps as we just continue to try to drive the culture of the company. I think that's amazing. And before we, we wrap up, because I think we're close to the end of our time today with your schedule, very busy schedule. One thing I want to ask. So we're we're getting into the summer. Uh, depending on where you are, the weather may feel like that or may not uh, quite yet. But as we get into the summer, a lot of people like to travel. What's your favorite place to travel? All right. So um, so I'm in Texas, so it's definitely summertime definitely now. Summer so it's um, um, so I you know my wife and I um, we've um, we've been married for 33 years now and. Um, it's been one of the things that we always do is go somewhere, you know, it's usually for, uh, instead of giving each other a gift, we usually will take a trip. And that's kind of been our, uh, that's just been what we've been doing for years. Uh, my wife will tell you that she wants to go anywhere if she's never been, right? So that's, um, we, we've, we've had some incredible trips. Um, uh, we just went to Antarctica back in, uh, in the, over, the, over the holidays. Um, which was our sixth continent. Um, I'm happy to say that in, in the summer, we're going to go to our seventh continent. We're going to go to Australia. So I'm, I'm anxious to see, you know, obviously what, it, what it's like down under. Um, read a lot about it, obviously seen a lot. But I'd say the one place that I've been that was probably the most interesting that I would say right now is the top of the list. But, you know, there'll always be others to maybe challenge it is we went, we did a uh, safari in South Africa a few years back uh, prior to COVID. And I will just say that was, that was a highlight. That was in, incredible. And I would totally recommend it for anyone who hasn't gone. It's, you know, you get to see all the, the big animals and it's just, it was fascinating. So, um, yeah. So anywhere I've never been is, is where I want to go to. So nice. Antarctica to South Africa to Australia. Uh, yeah. This is pretty That's amazing it. places. Yeah. That's amazing. 
Well, uh, Roger, uh, I want to thank you and, and Maureen. Yes, um, thank you, Roger. Great having you to, here today. Yeah, to have you uh, take a little time out of your schedule to come and talk to us and our, our listeners a little about Fidelity and kind of why it's great. And it's kind of a technology company yeah. that most people well, don't realize. Yeah, thank you. Thank you both. I really appreciate it. And uh, you guys made it easy. Thanks for joining us for Tech on Deck. We hope you enjoyed the episode. If you haven't yet, please give us a five-star rating and subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts from. Thank you to our listeners and recording studio and editors who make our episodes possible. To learn more about tech opportunities, head over to tech.fidelitycareers.com. See you next time.